The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's your leader. Oh, <laughs> wow. All right. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by Ben MGM, Ben Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And what a wonderful way to introduce our next guest, none other than Ian McMillan, senior editor of BetSided. And thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, Ian. One of the sharpest minds out there in our space, truly a smart guy who knows how to communicate his ideas incredibly well. And now the pleasantries are over. How do you defend Arthur Smith after not playing Bijan and then just slashing the media the way that he's been doing? Like, defend your guy here. Uh, I don't know how I can defend it. Um, Arthur Smith is not worried about, as he called it, your little fantasy teams uh, or, I guess, sports bettors at all, which is kind of weird because the NFL is in bed with sports betting and it's a you know, multi-million dollar industry. Uh, but apparently it's not a big deal to Arthur Smith. He just cares about winning games, and I guess uh, that's all he cares about. So as a fan of the Falcons, I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a defense for it. It's a tough look for my boy, uh, Arthur Smith. Oh, man. That's <laughs> so good. So good. Don't worry. I'm not going to kill you on Ritter too much. It's amazing how, how they're winning. I guess yeah, it right. points to their strength <laughs> elsewhere, that the quarterback can just be god-awful, and they're still finding a way to win games. All right, so I pulled up fansided.com, and I, and I wanted to get the latest uh, report on the updated fraud rankings. Now, the Cowboys, yes. even though they didn't play football, are still number two in the NFL, which makes yes. uh, which makes me very happy. Ed will pretend like he's upset, but he knocked him out of the playoffs a couple of weeks after they got trounced by San Fran. So uh, he can't get too there mad. Value there, Joe. It's value. Uh, pit, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, number one, you did not have rank last week. 
explain why the Pittsburgh Steelers are the biggest fraud in the National Football League. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers as a franchise might be the biggest fraudulent franchise in, in the history of North American professional sports because it's not this year. It's year after year after year after year after year that they have terrible metrics. They don't have good numbers. They get outplayed in every game that they that they play in, but yet somehow they continue to find ways to win games. So they might not even be a fraudulent team this year. They might just be a fraudulent franchise. I don't know how they continue to do it. Mike Tallman is like a 45-40 and 40 record as an underdog. That's not skill. That there's some luck in that. There's some voodoo going on. I, I don't know what it is, but it makes no sense because once again the Steelers got outplayed by the Rams, but a couple calls went their way, a couple breaks went their way, and then one again last week is underdogs. I, I'm sick of the Steelers. I mean, they're they're they do this every single season to us. Um, and I continue to bet against them. Well, speaking of betting, and as you said, the uh, NFC South goes through Atlanta. Your Falcons at the Titans this week. This spread at two and a half. Some places already have it at three. Anything you like in this matchup spread on the or the side, the total. I was even looking at Desmond Ritter passing prop, 216 and a half. Is that low, Ian? It is low, and the the slander for Desmond Ritter has has gotten a little bit out of hand. Has he had some turnover issues? Absolutely. Just fumbling twice on the one inch line is that a bad look? Absolutely. But at the end of the the day, the guy knows how to win football games. There's a reason we're four and three. You can't be four and three with a bad quarterback. You can't be. He makes the throws when he needs oh, to. Oh, like he, I've, I've, like, I've lived it. Chicago Bears my entire life. They've had winning records. You can be four and three with a bad quarterback. Okay, fair enough, but I mean, they were down late last, like, he's had, what, like, I think all four game wins that they've had, he's had late fourth quarter drives that have resulted in, in game-winning scores, so when it matters most, Desmond Ritter shows up, but it's not just about Desmond Ritter, it's not just about the quarterback, this defense, uh, which I was tell, trying to tell people all uh, offseason, is so much better than it was last year, they were one of the worst defenses in the, uh, in the NFL last year, uh, one of the best now, specifically one of, be- uh, one of the best defenses uh, when it comes to stopping the run, which is what I think is going to be the pivotal thing in this game. We all know that the Titans get the majority of their yards on the ground. I expect that to be the case. Uh, looks like if Ryan Tannehill is not playing this weekend, uh, Falcons are 10th in opponent yards per carry, 6th in opponent rush success rate, 1st in opponent rush EPA. So this Falcons defense can stop the run. If the Titans can't run the football, I don't know how else they're going to move the ball down the field. So uh, I will take the Falcons to once again win and cover and further solidify the top spot in the NFC South. Is there a game so far this season where you haven't backed the Falcons to cover the number? Uh, yeah, I've been on the total. I was betting on unders a lot early in the season. So oh. yeah, I don't know. If bet, I don't think I've bet against them yet, uh, but there's been a couple of games to bet on the total instead of, uh, instead of on them yet. Okay, that's fair enough. When it comes to to betting on the NFC South, uh, is is there no more value here because the Falcons are now leading the way at even money? Um, The Buccaneers still scare me a little bit. The Saints, as much as it kind of pains me to say, I I was so high on the Saints and they still look so good on paper. They have so much talent on offense and they still have a very good defense, but the Saints... Watching them play against the Jaguars this past Thursday night, their offensive playbook is just painful. Uh, it actually caused me physical pain to watch the Saints. Just Alvin Kamara every game is just going to have 15 catches for 34 yards. So uh, I don't know if I can back the Saints. I guess maybe there's a bit of value in the Bucks because the Bucks still have a solid defense, but they can't run the ball. But then again, if Baker Mayfield has a good game, they're dangerous. So 
maybe there's a little bit of value on the Buccaneers. I, I'm, they still scare me a bit. Big news yesterday, Brock Purdy concussion protocol and the MVP of the league that people were declaring uh, is apparently out. Line moves two points. Two points. What do you do when with San Francisco, Cincinnati, the number now three and a half? Uh, I'll still bet on San Francisco. Uh, I, I got them at a bad number because really? I lock in my bets Monday night. Um, so I got to ride with it. But even, I mean, if I hadn't bet on it, I'd take the 49ers right now at minus three and a half. Uh, and this is not necessarily a bet on the 49ers. This is a bet against the Bengals. I can't bet on the Bengals until they show me they've had a good game. I know they're three and three. I don't, well, I wasn't impressing any of their three wins whatsoever. Their metrics are terrible. You look at net yards per play, which is my favorite stat. Second last in the NFL in net yards per play. Only the Giants uh, are worse uh, in that number. 26th in, in EPA per play, 18th in opponent EPA. Just this Bengals team might not be the Bengals team that we saw from last year and the year before. Now, I will say they're coming off a of bye week. Maybe Joe Burrow uh, uh, got healthy over the bye week. Maybe he comes out firing this week. But it's not even necessarily Joe Burrow. Their defense uh, has not been nearly as good. Uh, losing their two safeties, uh, Jesse uh, Bates to my Falcons and Von Bell to the Panthers, that's hurting this defense uh, quite a bit. So I, I'm not sold on the Bengals whatsoever. Until they win in impressive fashion, I'm going to keep betting against them. So I don't care who's a quarterback for the 49ers. I'll, I'll take him to cover the three and a half. Thursday night football, Bucks at Bills tonight. What have you locked in that's still available that you love in this matchup? Yeah, just the Bills to cover. I think they're going to run away with this one. Um, the Buccaneers can't run the football. They're, they're the worst running team in the entire NFL, by no matter kind of what metric you want to look at for them. And what's the one weakness, or at least the biggest weakness of this Bills team? It's their inability to stop the run. They've, they've had a lot of trouble stopping the run. We saw it last week. Uh, against the Patriots. Um, so if the Buccaneers can't attack the weakness of the Bills, then I don't know what they're going to do because I don't think they can win this game or cover this game on the arm of Baker Mayfield. I mean, they couldn't do it against the Falcons last week. Uh, and the Bills, I mean, I've, a lot of people, I've, I've heard some people calling this Bills team a fraudulent team. Uh, and you guys know I'm the king of frauds. I know when a team is a fraudulent team, the Bills are not a fraudulent team. <laughs> Uh, if anything, they're the opposite because I think they've had a lot of bad luck. But when you look at their metrics and the numbers, outside of the run defense, was certain, which certainly is a red flag, everything else is elite in the NFL, especially their offense. So, yes, they've had some bad turnovers, some bad luck, some games that they kind of let get away from them. But the Bills are still an elite team, and I think they're going to prove it uh, tonight. Yeah, king of uh, king of fraud knowledge. Like it's uh, right next to all of your uh, Maple Leaf stuff uh, over your shoulders. So definitely, that's uh, you know part of the declaration. <laughs> Got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys here. They're six and a half point favorites against the Rams at home, uh, coming off of a bye. I'm curious though, in terms of looking ahead with the Cowboys, because yeah, the, the Eagles, you know, they certainly look better than the Cowboys up to this point. But I am curious though, if the Cowboys somehow lose this game then definitely they are in danger of missing the playoffs altogether. Is that a bet that you want to make right now, assuming that there's value because they are such heavy favorites against the Rams? Do we have odds on what that would be right now? Because I'm leaning yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the Cowboys. Three I mean, to one, two and a half to one, something like that. Last three to one. I was going to say anything two and a half to one or longer than yes, I, I would bet on the Cowboys to miss the playoffs. Uh, they're on my fraudulent list. You look at net yards per play, despite having one of the easier schedules to start the season, they're 14th in the NFL at 0.0. .0. They are the definition of an average team. And there's some teams mm -hmm. in the NFC um, who I thought the wildcard race was going to be fairly 
easy to get into, but there are some feisty teams in the NFC. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings now uh, can snag one of those wild card spots. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think the Cowboys lose this week. I'm actually on the Rams to win outright. They're my upset pick of the week. I think the Cowboys lose and. I think they fall apart a little bit. Um, We've seen that if you don't blitz the Cowboys offense, Dak Prescott can't throw the ball. Uh, Their defense, even though their pass rush is elite, I think they've had some holes uh, defensively as well. So, yeah, I mean, if it was a pick of no, I'd be taking the Cowboys to make the playoffs. But at two and a half to one, three to one odds, if you can find those for them to miss the playoffs, I think there's some value there. All right, give us another one. one. There you go. How about another one you like, uh, side or total that we've not discussed? Uh, I like, uh, I mean, I have bet on the Minnesota Vikings every single week, uh, this season. So I'm once, uh, except for week one, wow. I did take the bucks to cover week one. Since then I've been on the Vikings every week. I love this Vikings team. They are the complete opposite of the Vikings last year, where the Vikings last year were, were winning games. They didn't deserve to win. And now this year they're losing games. They don't deserve to lose. Uh, they're, if you look at net yards per play, I think they're sixth in the NFL. This Packers team has just completely fallen apart. This Packers team has looked terrible. Uh, especially uh, recently. Last three games, Lions, Raiders, and Broncos, and over the, in those games, have a net yards per play of minus 0.4. Not exactly elite competition, and they're still not able to move the ball down the field. Jordan Love has looked terrible. He's taken, like I said, the last two weeks, two of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, and the Raiders and the Broncos can't move the ball. Uh, I, I was surprised that I was able to get the Vikings at uh, even money on Monday night. Um, I will take the Vikings once again. And like I said, I think the Vikings make the playoffs. I bet on them to make the playoffs a couple of weeks ago. And I think it was plus 270, I think it was. And now it's down to like plus 180. Uh, I think the Vikings go on a run here, especially with how easy uh, the second half of their schedule is. They kind of got through the tough part of their schedule and they're still alive. I love Ian so much, guys. You have to admit, <laughs> like he, he loves the Vikings. He does. He thinks the Cowboys are frauds. We couldn't be more aligned. Paul throwing shade saying the king of frauds loves the Vikings. They're not frauds this year. They're not getting lucky like they did last year. Right, Ian? You're at, last year, they were frauds. They were the most fraudulent team in the NFL last year. But uh, I'm a man of honor. I'm a man of integrity. And when I see uh, data that integrity. goes the opposite way, then I change my opinion. <laughs> I change my opinion when, when, when things change and things change. This Vikings team, I don't hate teams just for the sake of hating them. And just like, I, I just pick a team to call frauds because I don't like them. I call them how I see them. And this year, the Vikings are the opposite of a fraud. Go Vikings. All right, really quick, I want to ask you about a division matchup. Eagles at Commanders. Commanders aren't frauds. They're just really bad. Uh, do you think the yes. Eagles cover the six and a half point spread? Yeah, I do. I think especially with the Eagles offense this past week, I think they finally kind of had their A game through the air because really the Dolphins were able to stop the run. And they said, hey, if you want to stop the run, that's okay. We can still uh, 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 throw the ball. And that's exactly what they did. And that's bad news for this Washington team. I know this game went to overtime when they played earlier uh, this season. I don't think it's going to go to overtime again. Uh, this is a stylistic nightmare for the commanders, especially with how bad uh, their offensive line is. And I don't even know if it's 100% on the offensive line. Sam Howell just holds onto the ball way too long. Uh, he was already sacked five times the last time these two teams play. Um, I expect a similar result this time. I think they're going to get to Sam Howell. They're going to be able to pressure the quarterback. Uh, and they're not going to be able to slow down this Eagles offense. This Eagles offense was 
didn't have its best stuff to start the year, and I, I think they're really rolling now. I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want against this Washington defense, and I don't think the commanders are going to be able to move the ball. So, uh, yes, I will take the Eagles to winning cover in that one. All right, man of integrity. How did you like your first rave? Uh, I think I had a good time. That's all I can say. Um, I went I, I went with a guy and his group of friends who I met at a Blue Jays game last month. So I, I, uh, a guy I met at a Blue Jays game then texted me and asked me to go to a rave, and I went. Uh, and I, wow. I had a good time. I, I, that's what I, I think I had a good time. These are people you don't know that well, and you're like, yeah, I'll go to a rave with you. Go to a rave with strangers? I love Ian's vibe. I'm here for all of it. (laughs) Worth a good story. Ian McMillan, senior editor of Bedsided and Arthur Smith apologist. Thank you so much for your time. We (laughs) appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we return to baseball and discuss our favorite bets for the World Series. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. see him quit if we won today you know what i mean but there's nothing there's nothing better than a wise guy new yorker saying something and then having to chomp on those words so that's how i'm processing it and it'll be great this is betql daily presented by bet mgm from betql Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. That was Diamondbacks manager Tori Lovello talking about Chris Mad Dog Russo on retiring and then basically unretiring in the span of one nanosecond because the Diamondbacks won the National League pennant. So that apparently is still a thing that we're talking about two days after the fact. Uh, but let's talk about some of our favorite World Series bets here. And I suppose the place where we need to start is uh, World Series winner. Rangers minus 175 favorites. Diamondbacks at plus 145. But with just how unpredictable postseason baseball has been, Joe, doesn't that make Arizona the only side you would even consider? Mm, I'm going to be boring, guys. I'll be honest. I don't have a strong opinion on on the winner of this as far as that or are these games going to be played to high totals? I don't. I'm looking at more prop angles for the series. I think those are fun future looks. Would I lay, but to your point, would I lay 170? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I, I would lean the Rangers to win the series, but you're right. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Like when we were talking about the MVPs, I found a lot of value on Diamondbacks players. I do think it's much closer to a coin flip than uh, the series price would suggest. Not something I'll be betting on. If anything, if if I have to do something involving this series as far as results, I would go with total games. I, this should be a longer series. The way the Diamondbacks have come back, um, yeah, I could see them going down early and then pushing it to a longer series at some point. If I had to do something, I, I would go in that direction. But as far as picking a team, oh, I was looking at MVP bets on both sides because I think you can go either way. 
I was going to ask if that was a good strategy because uh, it seems like you could get so much value on MVP on both sides that maybe that's a better way to go is just, you know, sprinkle both sides of the MVP market. Um, first, I want to let you know, my dad called last night. He's like, don't we have a Rangers World Series bet? And I'm like, no, dad, that was division that we ended up losing oh. to the girls. He's like, dang oh. it. I thought we because he even Venmoed me to place the bet because he's in California. And I was like, sorry, can't can't send you any money for that one. That was kind of a, a bad situation. I had to let my dad know we were uh, on the right track, but uh, not the right. Think bigger, like, dad. Why'd you yeah. vision? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe next year we'll do a father-daughter uh, bet and it'll hit. But uh, to me, it feels like this is Eileen Rangers here. They seem like they're built to win now, whereas the Diamondbacks younger, you know, their style of play, maybe it's just a little bit too soon for them. So I'm going to lean Rangers here. But uh, I agree with Joe. It does feel like a coin flip. Both of these teams have felt like they've had somewhat magical postseason runs, and it's just hard to say for sure who is going to win. <laughs> Yeah, that's the deal to me is that there's no value backing the Rangers here. Yeah, they're the better ball club, but I don't know if they're that much better to the point where you want to lay such a heavy price. In large part, because if you look at pitching, starting pitching, maybe the Rangers have a slight edge, but you can make a good argument if Brandon Fought goes off. If suddenly, you know, in game three, when he gets the ball, that he is absolutely dominant, then maybe the Diamondbacks do have the better starting pitching. And I know I have said this time and time again, and it's burned me more than once this postseason, but mm -hmm. does this bullpen for the Rangers come back down to reality? Yeah, we love Jose Clerk and Spores, and certainly they've been fantastic in the postseason, but... Does that come back down to reality at some point? That is a big question for me because at some point the sample size is large enough to where, okay, if this is just fluky what Rangers relievers have done, now you're adding four to seven more games to that. At some point this has to come back down to reality. So either it's Diamondbacks or nothing, and it's not a bet that I really want to make right now. However, as far as bets I do like, though, let's start with either hits leader, RBI leader, stolen bases leader. What stands out to you in those markets, Joe? Uh, you know what? Let, let's go to stolen base because we're not uh, repeating okay. ourselves with home run and RBI uh, since we were just talking a lot about that with MVP, which I do want to get to. Carol, the obvious sure. favorite. That's going to be the most popular bet in this market, right? Um, he, he's had, what, uh, four so far? Um, but he does it with these high leverage moments. He's plus 140. I'm going to go elsewhere. Like, that's why we can have value because the perception is, well, it's going to be Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll, eh, table setter, he's going to get on. He gets stolen bases all the time, watched it all season for those that were watching the Diamondbacks paying attention at all to the uh, rookie of the year race. It, it was all about Corbin Carroll. But there are some guys that have been piling up some stolen bases this postseason where you can get an incredible amount of value. Christian Walker has four stolen bases. He's nine to one. He's a guy that we expect to have a, a big series. It's getting those opportunities. Jake's guy, Carter, he's got a few. He's five to one to be the stolen base lead. Tavares, he's nine to one. He's got the most on the Texas side. So I'm going to go opposite Carroll. I'm probably going to zig when everybody else is zagging. 
in uh, the stolen base market. Does anybody have any interest in going anywhere but Carol with me? You mentioned Tavares at nine to one. That's exactly who I wrote down in large part because yep. when you're looking at, say, sprint speeds uh, on Baseball Savant, some of the speedsters the Rangers have had, like Evan Carter, for instance, they may not be in the lineup because of platoon reasons, but we do believe that Tavares is going to be out there and will have a lot of opportunities. And plus, if he's hitting out of the nine hole and you've got Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager after you, how are you not going after more stolen bases because of pitchers sort of concentrating on the heavy hitters? And now you're also trying to make sure that you sort of, you know, extract the bandwidth, so to speak, and make sure that you're out there to try and get into scoring position so that you can come on home. I think Tavares at 9-1 to is a great bit of value. That's a lot of value. Yeah, that's I like yeah. that one too. Uh, what do you think about Walker? He's got – he's tied with Carroll for the most of the Diamondbacks in the playoffs. Is It's like how many Walker bets do you want to have? <laughs> is mm-hmm. is this one is this one of them yeah he's got four and so does carol hmm. I, I don't know if i it, it maybe it's just because my preconceived notion is that walker is just going to be a power hitter and it's hard for yeah. me to kind of expand my idea of what he can do <laughs> that's probably the one reason why i'm apprehensive to, to place a bet on him in this place now, watch watch that happen where he finishes the most stolen bases and I'm expecting him to be a power hitter and win MVP and none of those things happen. So, we way off here because, uh, you know, karma. But still, though, I, I, I don't hate the logic. I'm just having a hard time mentally getting to that point. Yeah, I, I'm sure part of the reason is he's been walked a lot in the playoffs, even though he's only right. hitting 179. Like, so, his on base is up there. He's getting on base and mm-hmm. you think of it. Think of that. He's trying to get into scoring position, so it makes sense. Is he going to be walked in that in this series? Like that's something else uh, worth considering. But the number nine to one when he has as many as Carol, we're thinking about. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering seven hundred fifty dollars off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yeah, for sure. 
Aaron, anything stand out here for you? I was looking more at the hits market. Um, I was okay. looking at 12 to 1 Moreno. What do you guys think about that one? Um, looking, this one seems more wide open. A bunch of these guys are bunched up. So I was thinking, why not go for someone who has the most value? And he stood out. Also, uh, Simeon to have the most hits plus 950. Um, I like that one as well. I wonder how much of the numbers here uh, are based upon where you're hitting in the lineup. Because if you are in the first spot or second spot, then you're naturally going to get more plate appearances. Uh, So Mm -hmm. if you're finding value, is it something where it's better to go to like four spot, five spot, maybe even six spot? And yeah, you might be sacrificing a plate appearance, but if you have, you know, more than ample opportunities and say you're going up against relievers a good bit more, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. That's a good point. Yeah. Possibly mm-hmm. is yeah. not something I was taking a look at. I was I was looking at more uh, home runs and RBIs, but yeah. So if we look at some of the the more unlucky as far as batting average balls in play, a uh, smaller sample mm-hmm. size. I, uh, I don't know that there's anybody that really stands out because the the hot the guys that have been hot getting the hits, they're probably going to be your your shorter numbers. But as far as someone that's been truly unlucky, I don't know that there's somebody that really stands out that's in a good spot that that you want to. I mean, Simeon, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit. 217 BAP up in the playoffs, 12 playoff games. So that, that could be a look, and he's going to get the opportunities. So I understand. Alec Thomas, too. I'm going to keep saying his name. I've got him down for a couple <laughs> other things. 143 BAPIP. So he could, uh, he could be due for some positive things to happen for him. Is Alec Home Thomas your leader? baby boy, just like Evan Carter is for uh, Jake? Is <laughs> Apparently he is. I didn't realize he is, but I think he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a baby boy, Aaron? <laughs> Aaron Judge. <laughs> Called Mike McDaniel. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Uh, Mike McDaniel's playing shortstop. I mean, how do you yeah. not love Adolis Garcia? But I just don't think he can stay hot like this, and there's no value on him. Bruce so Bochy. I wouldn't no. bet on him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Take care Come of him. Come to mama. No, that's stuff. Ah. No. Oh. Yes. Why did what? you do this? Oh, Why not? Oh my. Why not? We got to keep up yeah. with the coach crush trend. A yes. manager. Yeah. Shout out to Dustin Baker for retiring, by the way. I got to tell you guys. Oh, yeah. I, okay, so I saw that on the crawl on ESPN. Like one of the games were on and, and came across the bottom. It goes, Dusty Baker, comma, 74, comma. I'm like, oh, my God, Dusty died. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would they mention his age in that? Oh my I God! Swear, that was my first right thought. Well, I, yeah, right. It's a, it's a seventy-four <laughs> oh, no. Astros manager. You don't typically with a new store. You don't typically see the age mentioned there. So I just, I'm like, he's dead. But then I read the rest. <laughs> like a Mitch email when it's just someone's <laughs> yeah. name in the subject heading. Joe O, dead. Dead. Oh man. Yes, <laughs> that was an all timer. The 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 email <laughs> in all caps. Ray Meyer dead. 
will never be forgotten by anyone who read that email. <laughs> <laughs> we That's got it amazing. it is big That's news amazing. um i really did think that for a split second while i was yelling at sam houston state god are they awful i see why they're zero and eight now right they they are to utap. So, listen to utap at home so pathetic so pathetic so bad and they have the ball less than two minutes left it's a tie game and they play for the punt they give utap the ball and they go down and win the game it's just like okay, I, I see. I see why you're so terrible. Um, Unbelievable. Oh, home runs. Home Alec run. Thomas is thirty-five to one. <laughs> Again. I mean, wow. come on. Here we go. Come on. But it's thirty-five to one. Shouldn't you just bet him for MVP at that point, though? Well, why not both, sir? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yes. But Double yes, hip. no. You're right. If he leads in home runs, he's probably winning the MVP. How often do we see, uh, unless he's on the losing side? Right, that would be the mm-hmm. the reason. If he's on the losing side right. and he leads in home runs, that's how he's not the MVP. Joe Ostrowski, double dipper, going yes. to the parties, breaking out the tortilla chip, not turning it around <laughs> so it's a different side. Oh god! Oh no, <laughs> no, you can't. People do that. They take one bite and then they go to the other side. It's one per chip. Yeah, like, you know. Violation. Yeah, no. like, so imagine is one, one corner, <laughs> you eat it. No. Take another no. corner and make sure it's that, like, allowed. your saliva. That saliva like, is get getting into... too close That's still. Not what if the rips over and, yeah. No, there's a, I agree. There's a, like, that there's a plate right there. Everything. There's a yeah. plate right there. Scoop it oh, on yeah. the plate. And there are plenty <laughs> of chips. Just grab another one. Right. Dip a new chip. Right. I'm with Finally. you. Yeah, don't be a double dipper except when it comes to Alec Thomas. And apparently, do Evan people Carter. do that? They use the other side. Oh, it's fine. I used to, I'm using the yeah. other side of the chip. Yeah, people actually do this. That's yeah. ridiculous. Do you feel like it's Isn't more it? common for like I'm trying to think of like I don't know a breadstick or a piece of cell or like a mozzarella stick where you go one end and then the other end? If it's a good like mozzarella a stick, then no, you can't. If, or like you're, a flip, carrot. if you're flipping ends of mozzarella <laughs> sticks, like, get out of here. Get out of my face. Anybody who's flipping the ends of their mozzarella it, stick, I don't want to hear it. Instead of a double it's dipper more, and a flipper. It, it's more acceptable. Like, mozzarella the sticks. double dipper flipper. It's more acceptable. I mean, imagine I sitting there like with the middle of a mozzarella stick like an <laughs> idiot. I mean, no way, dude. If it's a good one, then it all falls out. You can't. like. But then in the, in the end, for the third bite, you're stuck there with the middle with bites on each side. You just pour yeah, the, you just pour the, the cup like an idiot. You pour the cup over the, uh, yeah. the nub. Oh, boy. Oh, the nub. The nub. That's what she said. Monstralistic <laughs> <laughs> nub. This is Becky L. Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, that's going to serve at our next party. <laughs> Let's be sharper on the best red zone offenses in football. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. <laughs> Class is now in session. Let's start with a pop quiz, shall we? Professor Eddie Gross is here to help you with your bets. Who you play, where you played them, at what point during the season you played them. Being able to put all of that in context is really important. 
Let's be sharper about this on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I still can't get over the look on Ed's face in that video, and he's like, it almost looks like you planned it. Maybe you did. Maybe you and Paul got together to come up with this, but it is, there it is. It is so good. You see it? Yeah, spooky. Spooky, right? In time <laughs> yeah, for right. Halloween. All right, so Ed, the pr- professor, is in the building. He is going to teach us how to be sharper when it comes to red zone offense. Yes, class. So when it comes to red zone offenses, there are a lot of reasons why scoring has been down in the National Football League. And and many people are pointing to other important reasons. Like you look at split safety coverages this season. It's the highest rate it's been since at least 2018 at 42%. And that takes away explosive plays. And it means offenses have to be more patient. But then when they get to the red zone, they're not scoring touchdowns. And that matters a great deal here. The 53% rate of touchdowns in the red zone this season is the lowest rate since 2017. So when we look at the top red zone offenses this season, the simple thing to say would be, okay, well, let's back these teams and expect them to score a bunch of points because they are getting touchdowns. We're talking about the Miami Dolphins at 80.3%. They do just about everything right, it seems like, offensively, sans that game against the Eagles. But we're also talking about the Bills. They have a really good red zone offense. The Patriots have a really good red zone offense, even though maybe everything before the red zone doesn't work out for them. Still, though, when they get there, they're scoring at a 72% clip. The 49ers have a good red zone attack. The Rams have also been really good, scoring touchdowns at close to 69%. And then that leads to the question, okay, what do these teams have in common? Well, for some of them, yeah, you're dealing with offenses that can do just about anything they want. But when you're talking about other offenses that are, say, a tad bit more limited, what do they have in common? Well, the ability to rush inside the tackles leads to a more reliable red zone offense. That's why the Patriots are on this list, because they run inside on 95% of their carries in the red zone. They are going between the tackles trying to score that way. The Bills run at a 74% clip between the tackles once they are in the red zone. And to me, looking at successful inside runs matters a great deal more than just looking at how effective you've been in the red zone because red zone offenses are not sticky from one game to the next, one season to the next, but it's possible how effective you are on inside runs. That matters a great deal more. So let's take a look at the top five highest success rates on inside runs. We're looking at the Eagles at greater than 56%. Maybe the tush-push has something to do with that. But these other offenses who maybe don't tush-push as much, they are also really good when it comes to runs between the tackles. The Bills, 50% success rate. 49ers, 49.5%. You got Christian McCaffrey. That certainly helps the cause. How about the Atlanta Falcons? We talk about the outside zone runs so much, but on inside runs, they are also really good at 47.9%. And then the Chicago Bears at 47.5%. They've been really good when it comes to inside runs. We have had the lowest success rate on runs between the tackles since 2019. That's one of the big reasons why scoring is down. 
when you try and attempt such a run and it's ineffective because your defensive tackles are really good at stuffing them, well, that's going to lead to offenses sputtering, no matter what part of the field you're in. But instead of looking at red zone offense, we need to look at how well teams execute inside runs. That should tell you a good bit more as far as which teams to back scoring-wise, whether it's a game total or a team total. These are the offenses that I like a good bit more to score touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. Again, that list, the Eagles, Bills, 49ers, Falcons, and Bears. These are the five teams to look at as far as turning those field goals into touchdowns, Joe. Yeah, when you brought up the success of the Rams in red zone offense, cracking the top five, that's a team I want to watch moving forward. Because now you have two established high-end receivers, but the backfield has been changing, right? So Kyron Williams, not out there right now. They, they went into last week and nobody knew who was going to get much of the workload and what happens. They end up losing as a home favorite to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's interesting. Even though I've watched it and I know James Cook has had a nice season, I'm a little surprised at how high the Bills rate and just how poor they've played of late. When you look at all of their offensive numbers, and I know from time to time they're going to smash really good teams. That's what they do. And we have concerns about the defense and all the injuries that they have at every level of that defense. But for a team that is disappointing for much of the season, it's amazing how high they rate in every category, including red zone. They're number two in success rate. They're top three in EPA per play, offensive DVOA. Like they're still an elite offense. But we're not talking about them as as that elite offense because of their struggles in the last few weeks. What stood out to me was, do we want to look at some of these teams like Swift, James Cook, CMC, Bijan, uh, for any time touchdown props and look for good numbers and matchups week to week? Absolutely. I I think that's a great approach here. And obviously the numbers are going to matter a great deal. They always do at the end of the day. But I do think as far as those less heralded running backs who are part of offenses that can run between the tackles really well, maybe they're not the household names like a Swift or a Bijan, but maybe someone who does get a few more carries in the red zone, like a backup running back for these offenses, or again, someone Mm -hmm. who we don't talk about very much. Maybe those are going yeah. to have less sharp numbers that you want to pounce on. Like a Deontay De- Foreman for the Bears. Deontay Foreman, like three touchdowns last week. Yeah. Three Great touchdowns example. last week. Like that, that was main part of my handicap with the Raiders game. It was like the Raiders don't do anything well, but the Bears are good at running the ball and they stop the run. At least they can do something well. And Foreman steps in. No, uh, nobody knows what's going to happen. It's like, okay, you're down a few guys already. What are you going to do? Because you got Herbert. And, oh, Roshan Johnson's not out again. By the way, it looks like he's going to play this week. He's practicing in full on Wednesday. But what are you going to do? And, and without fields, too. Remember that. that mm-hmm. we're, we're now in the Bajancy era. I don't know if this is going to be the last week of it. Maybe it is on Sunday night football. But, you know, and – Foreman just steps in and gets three plus touchdowns. Like, what what were the odds on that? 150 to one that he was going to get three plus touchdowns in that game? And and he still ended up doing it against a very poor team. Historically, the Chargers are bad at stopping the run. They're better this year. It's It's been more about the secondary. So... If Roshan Johnson does go, I'm wondering if that if that's a spot. Because if you're the Bears, you're thinking, okay, we should stick with our bread and butter. Let's not get uh, too crazy here. We're 
undrafted rookie on the road. We're going to make him throw a lot, even though it's the weakness of the Chargers. But yeah, touchdowns is a good way to to look at a lot of this stuff uh, for sure. Because the other names that are up there, like Swift and Cook, CMC, Bijan, you're not getting any value in any time touchdown. But whoever the Bears running back is, if it's Roshan Johnson this week, maybe you can, maybe you will. I like that, except for the Bills. Like, you know, you were pointing out how you were surprised. And James Cook only has one touchdown this season. So, right. <laughs> and Latavius Murray doesn't have uh, – he has two. So there there you go. Maybe there's an example where you're, you're getting more value on Latavius Murray because more people are looking for James Cook. But still, it's not like these guys are scoring well, touchdowns every week. But Josh other Allen's teams doing on this it. list, I think, are. Yeah, Josh Allen go. is there the one go. doing so it. You could look at yeah. who is doing it on the team on that list and then look to find some value there. Ooh, should and I wonder I know, too if those numbers yeah. you know change a little bit because all right, well, Allen's the one who's going to be carrying the rock uh, when they're inside the three or the two, but maybe it will be James Cook eventually because you don't want to you know have all that wear and tear on your quarterback, especially if he's of Josh Allen's caliber. So it is something where okay, the touchdown rate is low. But at some point that has to skyrocket because at least the ability to run between the tackles is there. I know they have a terrific rush defense. Should we look at Allen to score a touchdown tonight? Plus 190. Ooh. I like that. That's a good number. Yeah. That's a good number. really good number. Yeah. All right. See? Just, you know. Jump over Ed the pile. Us to school. We're coming up with bets for tonight. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, speaking of, uh, are there any teasers uh, we should get to uh, while we have a moment as far as, uh, you know, this slate? Because, yeah, we have a lot of lopsided games, but maybe they, but as uh, Brad Spielberger pointed out yesterday, this is, or it was Wong Teaser Wednesday. Now maybe it's uh, Wong Week. I don't know. So I prefer teasing teams up meaning taking the short underdog and going through the three and the seven. This week, it's a lot of opportunities for teasing teams down. So right now, Bill's number, it's gotten so out of hand that you can't do that. The Dolphins number, it's too high. Uh, That looks like a no-go right now. But still in that teaser range, you've got the Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, and Ravens. Start with teasing teams down. Does anybody have any interest in those? I don't Let's really see. like them. Maybe Detroit I'd go on Monday. Lions would be the one for me. Yeah. That's it. Right. Probably so. I, I mean, what do we think about – I mean, we have the Chargers as a survivor pick. Is that worth teasing down to two and a half? And, and I know the Chargers can be a little unreliable <sighs> at times, but That's if we the think they're going to win this game – then we figure it'll be by at least a field goal, right? Yeah. There is part of me Don't that think it. the Chargers win 35-3 to three this week. Ah, maybe 35-17. Like also, but. I've thought about that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Season on the line, I could. that wouldn't surprise me. You see the me. real Bajan, like, yeah. come on. Yes, I agree. Bajan. Right. Uh, of the dogs, I, do, do I want yeah. Levis? Uh Pittsburgh, I think, at home, plus eight and a half. That's not bad. Mm-mm. No, that one makes a whole lot of sense. I, I, 
might back the Steelers at home, especially after what they performed or how they performed last week with uh, all their receivers back. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Kenny Ducey weighs in on his favorite angles for the World Series. That's right here on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus